My name is Carrie Ginger, and I'm your host of Know Better, Live Best. My guest today is passionate about healthy soil, community building, and composting. Kat Nigro is the head of marketing and engagement at Compost Now. Listen in as Kat helps us to understand how composting helps our soil, food, and planet. I have a feeling you might be looking into composting after you hear what Kat Nigro has to say. No Better Live Best is dedicated to supporting food and health literacy in people of all ages. Our mission is to cut through the misinformation surrounding food, health, and nutrition because we believe that when people know better, they can make the right choices and live their best lives. We are presented by Biteable Foods. They use blockchain and Internet of Things technology to build traceable, transparent food systems because it shouldn't take an investigative journalist to find out where food comes from. Hello, everyone. I am here with Kat Nigro of Compost Now. Hi, Kat. Thanks for being on tonight. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. We're really excited about this, by the way. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, so, like you said, I'm Kat. I'm the head of marketing and engagement at Compost Now. Um, my, my love for soil kind of started at university. I went to school at um, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, and for there, I studied environmental science um, with a concentration in soil science. Um, all my studies in the environmental field uh, focus a lot on si um, soil, um, everything from, um, from farming to climate change uh, to water usage. It all kind of centered around soil, and it kind of clicked for me then, and I appreciated that because um, up until that point, soil wasn't mentioned a lot in my education, um, and I thought that was really interesting considering it's one of our most important resources. Um, so that's kind of where my love for soil started, um, and then from there, it, it was just kind of a no-brainer for me to get into the compost world. Um, I came into the community compost movement by being the uh, general manager for a compost company called Healthy Rich Compost. I love that pun. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> we were a 100% bike-powered compost service in Durham. Um, and I came into Compost Now. We, we joined forces with Compost Now in 2015 because uh, we realized that uh, our main competitor is the waste management um, climate in general versus each other. And so we joined forces and passions and resources uh, and came together. And so I've been with Compost Now since uh, 2017. I love that. I always love hearing people's stories of um, how they end up where they are. And, you know, it's like <laughs> soil. I think it's amazing. Now, I am actually proud to say I know a little bit about soil. Yes. Thanks to my husband, not much. I'm going to be probably just amazed at what I learned today. <laughs> but I told you that story of how he had his own like compost and yeah. all our like um, peels or whatever we had left over that we put in his worm. <laughs> I love that. This is composting. So I know a little tiny yes. bit about it. So speaking of compost, because prior to that, I'd probably be like, what's composting? Exactly? <laughs> Maybe for people out there that, you know, may not have a husband who likes to have his own compost pile. <laughs> what is compost? Absolutely. Okay. You're not alone there. Um, a lot of people aren't really sure what it is. So composting is the breakdown, the controlled breakdown um, of organic material into a soil amendment. And the two key words there is the controlled breakdown. I think a lot of people think that it just kind of magically happens. Um, and sometimes it can feel like magic, I won't lie. Um, but it's, it's actually science. Um, <laughs> and also uh, the other word is um, of it's a soil amendment. So a lot of people think that compost is soil itself, um, but it's not. It's an amendment to soil. 
Okay. Yeah. See, I, even that is already me. <laughs> so really, I just know what he made me do to help him out with like <laughs> banana peels. I don't know. Hopefully everything is right. And then <laughs> where it had to go yeah. into our garage. So you already did talk a little bit about compost now. Um, can you go into any more detail about that? That might be interesting for the listeners to hear. Absolutely. Um, so Compost Now, we are a collection service who empower uh, community members and businesses to divert their compostables from the landfill um, and instead use those nutrients um, to create healthy soil by composting. So to sum up our mission statement, it, it's, it sounds very simple. It's, it's more complicated, but um, our, our statement is that we want to starve landfills and build healthy soil. And all of our goals um, and all of our actions lead back to, to that mission statement. So how does that, I mean, I might be jumping ahead here. How does that actually work? So you work with other businesses. Can you give us a little more information about that? I'm trying to picture yeah. it. <laughs> I'll give you the, the quick and dirty. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we do is um, we're a weekly collection service. So what we'll do is we'll give you a bin. Um, if you're a residential member, we'll give you a cart. If you're a commercial member, we'll give you a step can if you're an office member. Um, and you'll put all your compostables in there. And something that's special about us is that we partner with commercial facilities um, who are able to take things like meat and dairy and pizza boxes um, and things that you couldn't compost in your backyard. Um, so they put all those compostables in there. They put it outside their front door, outside their office, um, or outside their restaurant, and we'll come and collect it, leave them with a clean bin, um, turn it into compost, and then we'll give it back to them if they need it. If they don't, we have an incredible garden partner program where our members can choose a local community garden or urban farm to share their compost with. That's amazing. I mean, that's pretty cool. So do people seek you out at all? Or do they hear about me from other businesses then? Or <laughs> so residential? Right now, as I'm sure you know, compost is kind of having a moment. Um, it's, it's very popular right now. People are starting to understand the importance. It's all over the media. It's, you know, it's, it's having a moment. And so uh, what we found is a lot of the time our growth is organic. So our, our members are referring other people they're like, oh, we love this service. We love composting. You should try it. Um, so a lot of our growth is due to our members and how passionate they are about this movement. Um, so they've definitely helped grow it a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. We'd totally be on board for that because it would have been <laughs> easier, I think, than what we were trying to do at home. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> totally easier for us. So a little about the history of compost now. I know you said where you worked before kind of joined force forces. Yeah. But I'd love to hear a little more. Absolutely. So let me tell you a little bit about that. Um, our founder, Matt Rossetter, he started Compost Now in 2011 um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. He was living in an apartment complex, uh, knew he wanted a compost, but he didn't have a way to. There was not a drop-off program, um, and there wasn't a service like ours at the time. And so, you know, he kind of was stumped. In Raleigh, a big city, there's a lot of apartment dwellers. And so he's like, I can't be the only one. Um, and so he kind of just he was like, well, I'm going to start it. Um, he didn't have too much of a long-term plan. He just knew it needed to be done now, which is kind of where the Compost Now name came from. He's like, I'm not waiting around for the city to do it. I'm going to do it myself. Um, so he start, we started with like very humble beginnings. He just picked up people's compostables in his Honda Element. Um, and that's kind of how we got started. And from there, we've grown. We're now in all the Triangle. We're in Asheville. We're in Atlanta. We're in Charleston. Um, so just that... So Matt's motivation and just the urgency for him uh, to start it right then was, was pivotal in this, in this movement for us. 
Um, he started it, our members took it and ran with it, and they grew the movement, and now we're in multiple markets. Well, I think we can all feel good about, you know, when you're just throwing things away, like in the garbage, and you have bag after bag after bag. I have a hard time with that. <laughs> Where is this going? It's you know it's not good for the environment. We hear all about it, but it's when it's convenient with what you guys are doing. I bet people. I I would I just think in our community right now. I know there's a ton of people that would totally just latch onto that and go because it's a convenience factor. Absolutely, you nailed that right there. So you know when we started compost now. We wanted it to be three things: easy, clean, and convenient. And those three kind of solve a lot of pain points that composting kind of can be associated with, right? So it's it's super easy. You know, you just put everything in there. We do all the dirty work. It's convenient. You don't have to roll your bins out to the curb. You don't have to do anything. Just set it outside your front door. You don't have to be turning piles and maintaining things, you know, so it's very, very easy. Um, and then it's clean because, you know, we do all the dirty work. So you don't have to worry about any smells or pests or any anything associated with composting. On your Fruit flies. Fruit flies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so do you have like a bigger vision or what you hope this can turn into or maybe where you see even, um, I don't know, maybe neighboring states around you going with us? Absolutely. So it's been really exciting for us being in the community composting movement. There are services like ours across the entire country. Um, and, you know, I felt like when we started early on, there was just a few of us. And now it's, it's, there's, there's one in every state almost. And it's really um, inspiring and empowering to know that, one, there's a demand. People want this. They see mm -hmm. the value in what we're doing. And they're willing to, you know, pay a little bit more for it to, you know, be composted rather than landfilled. Um, and that's extremely inspiring to us. Um, and for, in terms of like a larger vision, you know, it's, it, I say it as very simple, but we just want all businesses and, and households to be composting, whether that's in their backyard, uh, like your family, whether it's <laughs> uh, with a neighbor, whether it's with a, a local farm or drop off or with the city or with a service like ours. We just think that we want, we want everybody to be composting and we're just, you know, we're just one way to do it. Um, and so, yeah. Well, it's obvious that you can tell how much you care about what you do. It's you, you got into it because of the big problem. Like you're trying to solve, solve the bigger problem Absolutely. of what is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have any neat stories? I feel like there's got to be something or maybe people you've met or um, <laughs> even part, like partly life's changed. I mean, cause I think it's a feeling you feel good about something that you're doing. It can become like, just like when you're eating really well. You feel good about what you're doing. When you're throwing waste out, you don't feel good about that. But when you're composting, it's that feel good. So do you have any fun stories you can share with us? Yeah, and I mean, when we talk about composting, it is such a lifestyle. Um, some of the most passionate people that I've met, they're just so focused on this mission. Even for me, like I cringe if I have to throw something away. I'll bring my compost bin to like parties and get togethers <laughs> because I, it, it pains me to throw yeah. it away because – for me, it's like, and I think a lot of people agree, once you realize that there's a better solution, mm -hmm. it changes everything. And that can be from where you buy your food to how, do you, how you dispose of it, what you eat. You know, it, it's all, it's that lifestyle, that habit forming um, thing. And uh, that's super powerful. But being in this, being in this industry is really great. Um, and I like being in it where we're at right now, right? So it's, it's definitely on the up and up. People are talking about it. It's, it's having a moment. Um, I always feel like I could write a book about my experiences. Um, just the people you run into, the stories, it, it's, it's great. Um, one of my favorite stories, and this one's just like a personal one with compost now, is um, our one of our other founders, Justin, um, 
he actually went to college at NC State, um, and he he met Matt early on, and he just he was so passionate about Matt's mission and the mission of Compost Now. Um, he would run into Matt a lot at the farmers market, and you know Justin's extremely business minded, um, and he kept asking him, "What's your five year plan? What's your ten year plan? What are the profit margins?" And Matt's like. I don't know. I'm just, just doing this. Um, and, and so that, you know, Justin really believed in our mission, saw that there was potential for what we were doing um, at a time where there wasn't a lot of people doing, doing this. Um, and so what he did was drop out of college and become and run, ran the compost now full time. And it's just a funny story because he was one of the first people in his family to go to college. And I'm sure his family was like, wait, you're dropping off to be a, a, a garbage man. Um, it's just like a funny story, but he, he saw the value in what we were doing, saw that there was potential to grow. Um, and, and so he went with it. And I thought that was an extremely leap of, that's a big leap of faith to yeah. go out of college. It's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so it's a funny story and it's worked out. Um, and I mean, us, me and the rest of our team really um, appreciate that belief in, in what we're doing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's pretty admirable. I mean, he took a chance because he was so passionate about it. It meant something to him. It's not he's like, oh, I, you know, I could, I could drop out of college right now. There's this pretty good paying job. I'll just <laughs> go do that. No big deal. But it's something he, he felt passionate about. And that's when you succeed. Businesses like yours, that's when it works. It's because you have people that care about it. They live and breathe it. They, they need it to happen outside of the money. Yes. Like, like yes. you said. My vision is that everyone is composting. <laughs> That's my vision. Absolutely. I always say, like, we're not out here trying to make millions of dollars. That's never going to happen. You know, we're right. composting. But what, we, but what keeps us going is, one, our love of our members and the movement in general, the love of each other and our, the, on our team, and then, you know, being able to say that what we're doing on an everyday basis is impactful and it's valuable, um, and people see the value in it, and it keeps us going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking back. I was kind of laughing when you said you bring like your own bins to like parties. So <laughs> do you, <laughs> so do you get like, weird looks? Everyone's like, oh no, it's cat. It's cool. Like we know she's coming with her bin. Like that's what we request. Like don't bring a side dish, like bring your bin. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely known in my like friend circle and in my community about that. People, if they like take out uh, like a styrofoam like cup, they'll like look at me because I know I'm going to be like, What's that? Why did you bring that? Um, Try but, that again. Put that away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for me, it's like, and something that I do love about our team is we're not, we're not being pretentious or, like, holier than thou. You know, we understand that a lot of people's decisions is based off of convenience and education. You know, um, a lot of people don't understand what composting is, and they don't see the value in it, not because, you know, they're a bad person or they just don't get it. It's because they haven't been informed, mm -hmm. you know, and so – for us, like that's a big part of our mission is advocacy and outreach and making sure that, you know, people know, because like I told you, you know, like we said earlier, once people understand and it clicks, mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard for them to choose against that. Um, and so, you know, I feel like that's kind of what we're fighting is that one, the misconceptions of composting, the miseducation, and then also just making sure that it's easy and convenient. Well, it is like that guilt feeling. Yeah. <laughs> if you know you can do something that's going to help the earth where you live, where your family lives, where the future is. Mm -hmm. And when you still put it in the garbage can, it tugs at you. And, and, and it's information. If you have the information, it is hard <laughs> to go against it. Yes, I agree. Go against it. <laughs> and with you making things so easy, 
it, it takes away that, I know I should be recycling. I know I should be composting. I know I should be eating healthy. Mm -hmm. But it's that convenience factor that we can always come back time and time again. Just same thing with the information. So do you have any close friends or uh, <laughs> just people you've met maybe out and about in social functions where maybe they've asked you more questions and you can kind of see like the light bulb quick, like, oh, I, okay, maybe that's something I could do. Absolutely. So um, recently, one of my closest friends, uh, I always, you know, he knew what I did. He knew how passionate I was about it. We, we would talk in like a social setting about composting. And I could tell like he was starting to understand. Um, and a funny story is like I kept getting him to like sign up for our service because I know he, he didn't have the time to do it on his own. And he was a renter. So it's not like he could really commit to doing that um, on his property. So, you know, I kept, you know, I would just you know, mention a couple things here and there when I saw him. Um, and then one time I saw his sign up for our service come through and he didn't tell me it was very sneaky and I just <laughs> happened to see it. And I was like, after two years, it happened. Um, and I, that was just a very special moment because I like to think of these decisions and lifestyles and habits as a journey, right? It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen, but it takes that leap of faith and just beginning. Um, and even me on my composting journey, there's, there's always room for growth and progress. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely a journey with anything with like healthy eating and exercise that you start yep. somewhere and you can just build on that and seeing him throughout that life cycle of his composting journey has been, it's pretty special. Um, and those little aha moments are what keeps me going. Cause I feel like, in this industry, and I'm sure you can, you know, as a teacher, you can kind of touch on this as well. It's like you can feel disheartened some days, like you really feel beaten down a little bit. Um, but then those, there's these aha moments that keep you going. Um, we have a demonstration site in Raleigh called uh, the uh, called our Compost Kitchen, and it's located at one of our partner our partners, um, Interfaith Food Shuttle, and it's this experience where. Um, every second Saturday, people can come and flip the compost piles with us. They can build a pile. They can ask us questions. Um, and, you know, there was this woman there, and she was a little bit older, and she was like, what, what is composting? I don't get it. And we explained it, and it didn't click right away, but while she was working with her hands, you know, with this process, it kind of clicked. And she, like, turned to me, and she was like, why, why is everybody not doing this? Like, why is this not being taught in school? Like, she was so passionate about it, and just within that hour, it just clicked. And that, that keeps me going because, you know, there is hope that we can really make a difference, you know. Well, what piece of advice or maybe information do you want to get out there? Because I think, that, like that story, I think mo most people care. Most people want to help and do good. What maybe bits of advice or um, piece of information do you want to say to those out there that are still kind of like, eh, like, what's the big deal? Why is composting so important? Absolutely. So... To talk on the importance of composting, I can go on forever, but I'm going to give it to you. I'll just say in a couple of minutes because I know we don't have that much time. But So composting on an individual level is one of the biggest things you can do to make an impact. Um, it's the biggest thing you can do to reduce your carbon footprint. And the reason why is because uh, right now when food is sent to the landfill, and right now 40% of food is wasted, and the majority of that is sent to the landfill, what it does there is it emits methane, which is a greenhouse gas that's 25 times more potent than carbon dioxide. So a lot of times, you know, we're worried about, you know, biking, you know, biking more than driving, which is great, you know, but when we're talking about the biggest impact on your emissions, it's food waste. If food waste was its own country, it would be the third highest emitter of greenhouse gases. So that's the biggest thing you can do on an individual level. 
But more than that, what we're seeing right now, Carrie, is the depletion of nutrients in our soil. And a lot of that has to do with monoculture. You know, we're growing the same food on the same plot of land over and over and over, and it's depleting our nutrients. Mm -hmm. uh, globalization and urbanization, right? We're stripping all of our soils of that of the natural nutrients necessary. Um, and it's at an alarming rate, and we don't know a lot about it because it's not a popular topic, you know? It's not a sexy media topic, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what composting does is it introduces a, that organic material, those nutrients back into the soil. More, nutri like, more nutrients in the soil means more nutrients in your food. <laughs> and that's important. I think we can all agree that yeah, that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and we're, we're definitely going to get into that because that's something that I have been learning more about with um, like my journey here to health and traceability of food and yes. everything that is important to me. It comes down to the soil as well. I feel like the more I dig in, there's just these bits and pieces that all come together that need to work together. Yes. And so I like how you said... Um, as an individual, it's the biggest thing you can do. Because I think a lot of times we can say, oh, I'm just one person. Yes. You know, the other houses can do it. But if that house says, and all of a sudden you get my little court here that I live on, and then it branches out, it's more than just one person. If it's the biggest thing we can do that's easier, especially with companies mm -hmm. like yours out there that just take that piece and make it easier for us. Because everyone's busy. Kids, yeah. no kids, jobs, <laughs> free jobs, what, it doesn't matter. Everyone feels like they don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> I agree. And email, but. I relate to that hopelessness feeling where you're like, I'm just one person, especially everything that's going on like politically and just like you just all the news coming at you and you're like, wow, I feel hopeless. Like is, is my impact meaningful? But it is because like you said, if one person does it and the next person and and it, you know, I think the compost movement is a good testament to that because, you know, let's talk about. 10 years ago, you know, composting was something your hippie neighbor did or your grandfather did. And it's, you know, you don't do it in your condo, but now you see people doing that and like, it's making an impact. Um, to date, our members um, across all of our markets has diverted over 6.5 million pounds of compostables from the landfill. That is insane. Um, and it's, and we hope it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Um, and it will because people are passionate about it. They're talking about it, you know, and we have to kind of step away from this, you know, we can solve everything. We can't, I can't, but I can if I am partnered with you and you and you, mm -hmm. and we do it together. Yeah, absolutely. A, a group effort, yeah. And it's kind of fun. Composting um, is being taught now in schools in some grade. So mm -hmm. hopefully that'll continue to go because I think that's pretty exciting. When I first saw that um, in one of the older grades, I teach kindergarten. Um, not that they oh. couldn't benefit from that as well. But I saw that I'm like, Neil, there's composting. You could like bring your compost bin into my class. We wouldn't have to like get the kid. Like, we have one right here. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, Carrie, like the kids, they keep me going too. I'll go into schools and I'll, you know, I'll like kindergarten kids know Know what composting is they understand a little bit about it I'll say you know tell me something about composting they're like worms and my banana peel can go in there and they get it and we what we're seeing is like the kids are driving this movement a lot of the times they're telling they're coming back from school they're telling their parents about mm -hmm. it their parents are like what what is this like I just want you to stop and then they'll like research it and they're like wow you know and so I mean the kids give me so much faith in our future generations and like the health of our planet um, they're so smart. They're catching Well, they up. are. And that's the way to go. Because I know even just like, you know, fire week, the firemen are like, go home and talk to your parents. So you need a safe meeting spot. <laughs> I'm sorry. If your child comes home, like if my child came home and said, 
where's our safe meeting spot? We don't have one. Yeah, I'm going to be doing it. He's asking. Time, and I'm not going to be like, oh, honey, you're fine. We don't need a safe spot for fire. Yeah. Same thing, if he came home and said, we learned about composting. Why aren't we composting at home? Exactly. It would be a conversation starter. And it's mm -hmm. kind of a fun way because sometimes parents have a hard time hearing about what's going on at school because their child just doesn't feel like talking about it. They're tired. Yep. But yep. if they come home excited about something, you tend to want to sit down and encourage that. And so it is. It's like the end to like the adults are. The exactly. Students. Are the, the children so that's pretty smart. <laughs> so I obviously know that at Biteful Foods, we really care about the sourcing and transparency of food. And I want to know, and we, we, we touched on it already, so I'm really excited we're getting into this. Mm -hmm. How does um, sourcing of food impact your business? Absolutely. So for us, like we, we value transparency in every chain of the local food system. And we think that's the only way for it to be sustainable, um, resilient and, and ethical. Um, and so for every single chain, every single chain of the local eco food system needs to be transparent. It needs to be efficient and needs to be ethical and sustainable. And that's what we believe. And so we love what you guys do. And it just, this, this seemed like a match made in heaven for us to do this podcast because <laughs> we're like, yes. Um, so to touch on what, you know, transparency and where our food's coming from, I mean, that, that's, that's just information that you, you need and you want and you should know in all aspects. So not just where your food's coming from, how it's being produced. Mm -hmm. how, are the, how are the people treated who, who are harvesting and planting that food for you? Um, what are the techniques they're using, right? Is it organic? Is it not? Is it, you know, that, all of that all the way to where that food is going after it's off your dinner plate, right? Mm -hmm. So a phrase that I hate, but it's so popular is, I'm just going to throw it away. And that kills me. It pains me because we don't really think any further. We're like, yeah, yeah, it's away. We're going to put it in our trash bin. It's going to be away. Yep. Uh, but that's not the case. Somebody is being impacted by those food scraps. Um, and and all, all, a lot of it is just misinformation and just and, and also the, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's thrown away and that doesn't affect me. So it's not important. Uh, kind of like our food, right? So, you know, we'll go to the grocery store and we'll be like, okay, this is right in front of us. I don't need to really know anything else. It's that air of mystery. And so I think that transparency um, from where our food is grown to where it's going after we're done eating it, where the scraps are going is, is pivotal. It's so important. Um, just for, you know, a little bit of context for us in Durham, our landfill closed down in the 90s, and a lot of people here, they don't know that because it's not really, it's not really public knowledge. People don't know that. It's not being talked about. And so all of our, all of our waste is being trucked to Sampson County, which is an hour and 45 minutes away. Um, and, it's a, and it's in a very provished, uh, low-income community, and landfills affect um, our community and not just our environment, but our community members. There's a lot of chronic illness associated with landfills. Um, so it's just that this idea of not being transparent about our waste stream, about where our food's coming from, how it's grown, you know, who the people are growing it, like how they're being treated and what are their conditions. Um, so, we, I mean, we value transparency in, in all blocks of the chain. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, you're right. It's not maybe the most popular topic. It's not one that comes up around the dinner table as, as it probably should as we're cleaning up and throwing away our leftovers or um, containers or packaging <laughs> that things yeah. um, come from. But it is a big deal to reach out and maybe find out. Because if you know a little more, like we've been talking about this whole podcast, the information, you might think twice. And even Absolutely. if it just helps reduce a little bit in your household to start. I think baby steps are better than being perfect. So I feel like we need to jump in. Like, oh, we're, we need to eat healthy. I can't make one mistake today or tomorrow. <laughs> no. Make mistakes, you're going. You're going. It's, it's that journey. You need, I yes. think you need to 
you know, vision. It's exactly. What can I do now? Exactly. So why do you think it's important to get the future generation? Like we already talked about kids um, getting home to see their parents, maybe the science and what's happening to our earth, um, but to care more about nutrition and the sourcing of food in the environment. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I think it's important for the next generation um, to, to care about it because it's, it's kind of an easy thing not to think about like we talked about, right? So, you know, the carrots I bought at, you know, my local grocery store, it's right on my table right now. It's convenient. And you don't really have to think about where it came from and, you know, how it was grown and where it was grown and how it got here. Um, and, and the way our food system is set up, it's, it's, it kind of takes away the need to know. Right. Mm -hmm. We start talking about that more when there's like an outbreak of E. coli in our lettuce. Right. We start mm -hmm. to think about where our food comes from and where we can trace it. But until that happens, we really don't want to know. You know, we're it's not a priority. Um, and that's, again, because of the misinformation of, you know, where it comes is important. How far it's traveled is important in terms of the nutrient content. Um, but it's something that we don't really think about. Um, where our food scraps are going after is really important for our environment and for future generations and how, you know, how sustainable our food system can be um, and will be in the future. And so I think, I think it's important for the next generation to just kind of take, take it one step further. So, okay, this is where I got my food, but let, let's explore a little bit more about that. Um, same with waste, same with preparation, same with nutrition. You know, I think sometimes we just, we, we get information in these small digestible chunks and then we're kind of done and we step back and we're like, okay, I did my, my, I did my thing. Um, and like you said, it's a journey. So let's take it a step further in, in all aspects, you know? Um, and I think kind of encouraging kids, encouraging our friends to take a deeper dive is important. Um, it can be hard and it can be a hard conversation because you don't want to sound, you know, you don't want to sound pretentious or preachy or any of that. But um, I think you can do it in a way that's just, you know, in, in a caring kind of way. Like I care about you. I care about what you put in your body. I care about our local food system. Um, I care about the, the health of our planet. And so this is the information I want to share with you. Um, and like you said, I think when people get that information, they're, they're empowered to make the correct decision or to be better or to start this journey. Um, and I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, having those conversations and you can totally have those conversations in a nice matter. Like I'm just getting excited just talking to you Yeah. about it. I'm like, Oh, my husband come home. Should I even talk about composting? Yeah, <laughs> we can do maybe check out Iowa and what, what we yeah. have going on. We've gone here, but you can tell those stories to your friends and family. Like, Hey, guess what I just found out? Or it's, you know, it's as simple as this. Like, do you want to try that? Like, yeah. listen to what happens. It can be like an exciting thing. Like I didn't do it before either, but yeah. look what I just found out. It's those new things. It's like, you know, did you check out that new store that just opened? It's the same thing. Exactly. Check it out. You know, it's <laughs> just, it's just hearing the excitement. If you sound <laughs> excited about it or if you sound, mm, you're yes. in the garbage. Absolutely. Do you know what you could be doing with that? Yeah. <laughs> you're not doing. So we um, talked about your vision for like waste management. You really just want it everywhere, mm -hmm. whether it's with compost now or just as long as everyone's composting and really caring about the environment and seeing where their garbage is um, going and how that affects them um, mm -hmm. with the earth or the soil and you know the nutrients in the food. That it's you know we're just aware and making. Um, choices that are going to help us. Do, what's your big vision for maybe the environment past that? Absolutely. So for me, 
uh, in a perfect world, and I think this is something that's not like far fetched, right? Dream big, right? Um, I think it can. It's it's a reality, and it has to be. It has to become a reality, or our food system is it's not going to be resilient, sustainable, or ethical. And I think that's something we all we all want. Um, So for me, it's how do we create these closed loop systems in our communities? Um, And something that keeps me grounded is being able to start where we're at. So. Who are the big players in our, in our ecosystem? What are the good works that they're doing? How can we plug in and fill in some gaps? Um, so for me, when I talk about the local food system and our closed loop, what I'm talking about is the nutrient cycle. So, you know, we're starting from the local farmer who's growing our food, right? Making sure that that's ethical and sustainable, right? We're, we're, we're using our dollars to vote for the system that we want. So we want these local um, organic or, you know, non-synthetic fertilized plants and, and, and veggies and produce. Um, so buying from something, you know, a source that you, you know and you've done your research on, um, buying it, pre- preparing food. Um, and then making sure those scraps end up back into our soil so that farmer can be successful in growing more food. So it's that perfect nutrient cycle. Right now it's broken because the nutrients end up in the landfill. They cannot be returned back into the soil. Um, and that's a broken system. Um, but if you compost those materials and put it back into our into our soils, we're able to uh, replenish it and we're able to close that loop system. And so that's my vision. And I think it's something that we see Um, on these micro scales, and I think it's extremely possible um, to do it on a larger scale. Um, But right now, it's not incentivized, um, and it's not something that we're pushing um, as a collective society to to push towards, and that's what we need to do. But we we need to start local, and we need to make sure that, you know, our communities are where they need to be, and then we can advocate for bigger, bigger change. That's that's where we're coming from, yeah. Right, so how, how is compost now basically contributing to your vision. I mean, there's obviously the big obvious things we've talked about, but (laughs) clearly we know how it's contributing to that with composting, but is there any other major parts or um, maybe movements you're trying to do throughout, you know, your city? Absolutely. So what we're doing is um, we're not just, we're not just reducing waste. We're not just a waste reduction company. Uh, what we are is we're putting that compost that's created and we're connecting it with people who are going to use it. So we, we don't believe in making compost for the sake of making compost. It's not valuable unless we put it to use. And so um, we offer a give back program where we give our members compost back. They earn it back because, you know, they gave us the food scraps. Mm-hmm. We're giving them back the compost so they can use it to grow food um, at their home in their garden. Um, and then we also have a garden partner program where our members can and our businesses can pick a community garden that resonates with them um, or is local or near them and they can share their compost, um, their own compost with them so that not only are we creating this compost, but we're delivering it to people who are going to use it. Um, and that's, that's one way that we kind of uh, walk the walk of our, of our values. Um, but in bigger picture, we do a lot of outreach and education in the school system here. Um, we do a lot of demonstration and experience type events for community members that are, you know, a little skeptical. We're like, come, come, come. You don't have to know everything. Just come and experience this. And I, and I promise you're going to walk away feeling a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really pushing towards that. Um, and then in, in, within our own team, uh, what we really value is, is companies who treat their employees well. Um, and I think, you know, that can be said for, you know, supporting local, you know, farmers and, and other companies and distributors who do the same. And so we are a living wage certified company. We pay our employees living wage all the way from our drivers to our on-site ops to the top of the top. We make sure that our team is 
is taken care of. We're going to offer health benefits in the new year. We want to make sure everybody has the correct, you know, equipment and tools to be safe on the job. And that's something we're really passionate about too, because um, if our employees aren't being treated well, then what, what's the point? Why, why are we doing what we're doing? Because um, we're trying to help the planet, help our community members and our, and our teammates are community members. So we have to make sure that we, that we treat them well as well. Yeah. Well, it's very obvious that you're also a, I mean, a transparent business. It's not just when it comes to, you know, food and soil, like you are a transparent business because you talk about community members constantly coming in Mm -hmm. and, you know, meeting your employees as well. So you wouldn't be so quick to do that if, you know, you said, obviously, alter, not motives, but I mean, if, you know, you weren't paying your employees as well, or Mm -hmm. um, you can just, you can just hear the passion coming from you and I'm sure it comes from everyone yes like everyone just is able to come in so do you ever do any um, like field trips (laughs) I'm just curious (laughs) so what we do is um, mostly for our our education for schools I'll come in and we'll bring a lot of compost and we'll have worms and we'll have a presentation that's engaging Um, we do have a lot of people who for field trips for schools and other like Boy Scouts and other organizations they'll come to our compost demonstration site um, so they can see hands-on the, the beauty and the magic of composting. Um, in terms of bigger tours, our team, we do a tour for our commercial, faci- our commercial uh, facility partners um, to kind of see, you know, how they do it. And obviously, it's a larger scale. So it can be quite intimidating, um, and, it's, and it's, a quite, it's a big operation. Um, but it's really cool to see composting at a small scale at a community garden all the way to a commercial facility. Um, and, you know, it just continues to motivate us, like, there's all these different ways to compost. It doesn't have to be just like a, you know, this is what you get. No, it can be um, a bin in your, in, your, in your basement or your garage with worms. It can be very <laughs> composting systems, right? Um, it can be with a neighbor. It can be at a farm. It can be, you know, all these different methods. But the most important thing is that you're doing it. Um, and so what I love about our field trip experiences is that there's different layers to it. Um, and I think the community appreciates it as well. Oh, absolutely. Information, like I said, getting get those kids. We talked yes. about that earlier. And I love how you brought up, because this is so important, um, that people out there know with companies like yours, or if they don't live in that area, you said there are other ones around the country yes. that the compost comes back to you. Like I said, you're not just making the compost to make the compost. Yes. yes. That people care about, they bring it back back home or wherever they're going to use the compost. Cause I think just how much easier I think about um, how much work, honestly, I'll be honest. It was, well, I thought for my husband, he enjoyed it. So I don't think he considered it work. I think it was fun <laughs> for him, which was great. He, you know, he's really interested in it, but I just think how easy it is, you know, to have that bin, yes. to have it be picked up and then yes. a clean one sent back. And then all of a sudden, voila, there's the compost you can go use. <laughs> for your garden because we got into that my husband started it because we didn't just want to grow food we wanted to be proud of the food we were growing we wanted to know where our food was coming from and this is even a couple years ago because now you look at food in a different way absolutely like it's going in your body it's not just oh it's a fruit and vegetable where that vegetable come from how well did you clean it that's obviously always really important and we knew that if we grew it here in our backyard and with the right amount of soil or the the right soil that it would at least be more of what we expected and so I think it's important for people out there to know that you also get the compost back Yes. And use in any way. So other than um, like growing a garden, what might compost be used for? 
Yeah, I mean, it has it's it's a miracle to, like tool. I always say <laughs> because there's so many applications. So, and I'll geek out a little bit, but only shortly. So, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, so a really big use of compost um, that's being explored a lot, um, a lot at on the West Coast is applying compost to large plots of land because what compost can do is it increases soil's ability to store carbon. So on one end, we're avoiding emissions from the landfill if we compost, mm -hmm. right? But what about the stuff that's already in our atmosphere? You know, we always talk about this, this tipping point that we're reaching with climate change. What are we going to do about the stuff already in the atmosphere? And that's where compost can actually be a very powerful tool because um, it can harness that's the carbon that's in our atmosphere, store it inside of the soil. It's pretty powerful. Um, and so that's one use for it. Um, another use is we see a lot of urban planners um, use compost in a variety of ways. One, it mitigates climate change, in, in meaning you know climate change will bring droughts and flooding. Well, compost can help with both of those things because compost can store five times its weight in water. So in areas like California who struggle a lot with water, Compost is extremely important for people to use, not just in their garden, but in their lawns, um, because that water can go a long way because it can store it. Um, another thing is um, it, what compost can do is it, um, it, uh, it filters stormwater uh, runoff. And so a lot of people use that um, in urban areas to kind of make sure that we filter water before it comes back into our, our water, waterways and, um, and the streams and the rivers. And so that's another powerful tool that people don't really think a lot about. Mm. Um, so it can, be, it can be used in so many ways. I mean, obviously the best and most useful way on a personal level is getting the nutrients for our soil and our plants to make sure that they flourish and that they're healthy. Um, but there's a lot of different ways that we can use compost. Um, and I'm excited because I feel like that's a field that's being explored a lot. Uh, and I'm excited to see it grow. Yeah, it's finally being heard. Yes. And I think it's amazing because we, we hear about the climate change and what we're doing to our planet. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people can get down like, this is, this is our planet now. Like, yeah. can we reverse it? Mm -hmm. You can. There is a way to do that. And I think it's, yes. it's not this hopeless feeling. You can do it. It's just that information getting it out there. Because mm -hmm. I find this fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I don't think many people know what composting can do. Exactly. They don't understand. Yeah, they don't. And it's, again, because we're not, we, nobody tells us this. Um, I had no idea that composting could um, store carbon. And it's actually a process called carbon harvesting. And it's, it's amazing and extremely um, um, inspirational. And so that's what really got me into composting when I was in college was they're like, yeah, it, you know, it avoids these emissions um, from the landfill, which I'm like, that's incredible. And then I'm right. like, and also it can help uh, reverse climate change. And I'm like, excuse me. I thought it was this kind of like sensational, like, <laughs> like sentence that my professor said. And then I was like, wait, and then we researched it and I learned about it and I was like, wow, why are we not talking about this? This is an extremely important. Um, and so yeah, compost is amazing. Absolutely. Well, it was kind of funny. I'm like, I don't know whether I should be embarrassed that I was not aware of exactly what all composting can do, especially with taking the emissions back in, or just be really excited about what I can do, or both. I don't know. I'm still both. No, no, no. I'm trying to go through that right now. <laughs> just be excited because it's, you know, now you know and it's exciting. It's that information that's just soaking it all up because there are so many cool things we can do in this world, and I love it. So when it comes to agriculture, we've been talking a lot about a vision, but I think we have to have visions going forward. You have to dream big and then scale it back to what do we do now to get to maybe five years, then get to 10 years. So what is your vision maybe for agriculture in general? 
Absolutely. Um, for me, like a simple way to put it is we go, we go back to how nature intended it. Um, and, and if we want to think big picture, it's, it's making sure that our legislation and our policies are reflective of that. So, you know, we, we can look at the farm bill. Are we incentivizing monoculture where we're just growing soy and soy and soy and soy and soy and wheat and wheat and wheat and we're depleting the soils? Or are we incentivizing farmers to do, um, to practice sustainable agricultural um, techniques like crop rotation um, and making sure that there's proper cover crops and, and things that really benefit our soil. Because um, right now we're focused so much on the food that's being grown, but not what is being grown in. Um, and I think we need to make these policies and make sure that um, all these um, incentives are being moved towards that. Because right now, farmer, like we, I don't blame them because they're being incentivized to do these right. things. Um, and farming is an extremely hard profession. Mm -hmm. And so if you're being incentivized to do this, um, and you may be punished for doing something else, then I mean, we can't really blame them. So we need to, you know, reach higher and make that a priority. But if I want to zoom it back down to what we can do, um, we, we, we need to support people who, who do that. Um, we need to make sure that we're supporting your local farmer who may not be growing the most e extravagant like produce, but they're sticking to, you know, organic techniques. They're not using synthetic fertilizer. They're focusing on their soil. They're using compost. Um, and, and I think that's a really easy thing to do, you know, get to know your farmer, join a CSA, go to your farmer's market, um, you know, really invest in those people who are doing good by their soil. Um, and that's how I view it. And that's what I think we can do, you know. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Because I feel like some farmers, especially you know, maybe the, far, the, the smaller businesses, they maybe can't get that great label that says like organic. However... Yes. They might be doing something that's even better. They just exactly. are missing one little piece. So it's like checking out the traceability, transparency, yes. um, everything that goes into it and look past maybe just the labels. It's pretty easy to walk in to the grocery store and be like, oh, organic, perfect. Um, that's perfect. And really, you're just like, you might know deep down it's probably not as good <laughs> as it says, but you're going to put it in the cart and go check out anything. <laughs> Oh, oh Carrie. it's better than that cheeseburger you're going to grab instead of yes. like, you know, the bananas. <laughs> you know that. And, oh, it's such a big pain point. It's like it, it's it's that transparency you're talking about and going that extra mile of like, okay, 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 it says this, but what does it really mean? Mm -hmm. um, and labels are huge right now, and it's been on my mind so much because, yeah, organic, what does that mean? What are the requirements yeah. for it to be organic? Yeah. What are the barriers for people to become organic uh, certified? And, and it's also like I see that a lot in the composting field. So you'll see – I saw – oh, this made me so sad. I saw a styrofoam cup that said biodegradable. I was like, well, that's not true. Um, and, and a lot of people think that biodegradable means compostable and that it's just, that's not true at all. Right now there's, there's nothing that keeps a business from labeling something as biodegradable and that's called greenwashing as I'm sure you know. Yes. Um, and so when you look at something, you, you know, you want to take a step further. So, okay, that cup carry, that says it's compostable. How do I know? Uh, and so for us in the composting world, there's a third party that's called, um, it's, it's called being BPI certified compostable. And that means you can be sure that that is compostable, right? And so there's not a lot of those entities and other, with other things like biodegradable, or I see a lot of like, like green cups or like eco-friendly cups. And you're like, oh, that makes me feel good. But what does it really mean? You know, is that true? Um, and so it's, it's, it kind of goes along this theme that we've been talking about all, all afternoon where it's. You, you know, there's information, but you got to go a step further and mm -hmm. figure out what that truly means. You know, if what is truly true? Exactly, exactly. 
Well, that just shows that people do care because if you can, you know, with the greenwashing, mm-hmm. you're doing it because people do care about the planet. And Absolutely. of course we do. We all care about the planet. <laughs> what course. are we willing to do to help? Without like, monsters. Yeah, I hope someone else takes care of that for me. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But yeah, they're, they're marketing to like our hearts. They're, they're tugging at it. And mm-hmm. then they're hoping maybe you don't ask questions, but like everything, you need to be self-aware and ask mm-hmm. the important questions that you want to know. If it's important, you need to know. Um, and I feel I I cannot believe everything I've learned tonight. And I could probably talk to you for a few hours, which is funny. I'm composting. I don't know if I would have ever thought I could say that, but you know, Aww. I can't. I truly mean it. <laughs> that means a lot to me. It's been great. I really appreciate this. <laughs> so, are there any other like last thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? I feel like there could be loads but what do you think are like the big takeaways from today yes um so one and i just have to say this because it's what i believe is if you're not composting listeners please compost it's so Mm -hmm. important and um i feel like you're gonna see the value in it once you start doing it and it and then this kind of segues way into my bigger point of you know, we can feel really helpless and things can seem really bad. Um, and you may want to remove the responsibility off of yourself sometimes and say, mm-hmm. you know, it's somebody else's problem. I can't make a difference. But that is not true. Um, your choices, your individual actions, they add up and they mean a lot. Um, and so, like I said before, you just have to start on this journey, whether it's clean eating or learning more about your, your produce and the food um, or composting, you start somewhere. Um, and you're not going to be perfect, and that's okay because you're starting, and that's the most important thing. And then from there, you can always improve and grow, um, but starting is the most important thing. And I think that that goes for a lot of areas in our life, actually, <laughs> that can be applicable to. <laughs> oh, every aspect of life. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? So someone who's listening that says, yeah, I want to start composting, any advice on that? Like maybe Absolutely. a quick tip of where maybe they can either look or things maybe just simply they can do at home. Sure. So one, um, if you have decided that home composting on your own isn't um, isn't something that you can do, whether because you know you don't have the time, the energy, the space, or the desire. Some people just don't want to. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's hard. It's, it can be hard. Um, then I would first check your city. Some cities do have municipal composting, like San Francisco. Um, you know, Seattle. So check with your city because they can provide you with a cart or a bin. Um, if your city doesn't provide it, then I do encourage you to reach out um, and find a local service. There's a, there's so many across the country. Actually, on our website, we have a, a really fun virtual map where you can type in your location and it'll, sh- and it'll show you uh, a community composter in your area. Awesome. Um, and so our website is www.compostnow.org. Um, and from there, if you want to do um, slash compost, uh, services that will pull up the map. Um, but if you're in one of our areas, which is the Triangle, Asheville, Atlanta, or Charleston, we would love to service you because I think you'd really like uh, being a part of our Compost Now family. Um, and you can go to our website to see if you're in our area there. And I think it'd be cool too, like, you know, if you do have small children at home, make it like maybe a fun like science experiment. I feel like it's always sent home from school, you know, like the science fairs. Yes. <laughs> or things like that. You're like, what am I going to do? I like that just gave me an idea. I'm sure my son's like in the age where like science fair is going to be coming home. Oh, yeah. 
composting. How cool would that be? Great. It might be just make your little end to start. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a good family like activity. Like we have a lot of members that are, you know, they assign composting as their kids role. Like this is their household duty. So after dinner, they'll be in charge of like scraping the scraps in the compost bin, making sure they put it out on their collection day. It's like, it's a whole thing. And they're, they love doing it. It's, it's a way to engage with your, your children around sustainability. Absolutely. And I just have another thought real quick um, yeah. for me, but our listeners too. So would it be something you just Google or is there someplace to look up what, what are great materials for compost? Yeah. So um, you're talking about if they're wanting to do it on their own. Correct? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So um, composting, it's not the hardest thing in the world. Okay. So it's, it's not uh, the most difficult thing you can do. You can do it. It can be done. But it does require a little bit of research, a little bit of time, and a little bit of effort. And so if you, can, if you have those three things, you're, you're set. Um, but the, the main ingredients of composting, and I always like to talk about it in terms of like baking, because um, it's similar, right? There, you yeah. put in ingredients, and they turn into something completely different than when you started. Um, and really, you just need these four things. You need um, carbon, which is leaves, wood chips, sawdust, anything that's brown like that. Um, you need nitrogen, which are your greens. And for the most part, it's our food scraps or you know fresh grass clippings um, anything green like that um, and then you need oxygen and and water you got to make you can build a pile you make sure you flip it which is the hardest part and people forget to do that and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they forget to flip it um, but flip it or you know every two weeks that's perfect because you want to introduce that oxygen so the microbes mm -hmm. are they can survive and they can have energy to break down the materials um, and then in about three to six months depending on how well you maintain it and how much you flip it you'll have beautiful nutrient-rich compost I love that. Actually, you made it sound, I think, a little easier than maybe I thought it was because I said my <laughs> husband did a lot of that before. I just had to make sure I threw, um, you know, the scraps where he wanted them and could find them. That was pretty much <laughs> the boy's job to make sure that. we did that when we were consuming. <laughs> but it sounds like pretty much it's everything you have is right there. Like every grass, leaves. I mean, that's easy to find. And then obviously yes. your food. So I love that. And it's just like any um, healthy eating, the hardest part I think is starting. Yes. Getting information, preparing and starting. Yep. If you can break down that barrier of misinformation and then if you have the time, of, it does take time and effort, which yep. is what we found to be the biggest barrier. Um, if you have that, then I absolutely encourage you to try it on your own because I think, you know, it's, it's a really powerful way to be, you know, to manage your, your waste. Like this is something that you produce and being able to responsibly manage it on your own is, is incredible. Um, but of course, a lot of people can't do that because, you know, you don't have the time, energy or space. And so, um, you know, go a step further and figure out a way to do that. There's, there's ways, whether it's using a service like ours, doing it with the city, a drop-off program, a farm, a local community garden, there's a way. Um, and I encourage people to definitely figure that out and explore those options. Yep. And honestly, to do anything well or to improve, you need, you need time. Yeah. Nothing's that easy. So you, you do it to put in the time if it's something that is important to you yeah. um, and learn. So yeah, I absolutely. I think, you know, listeners get out there, at least check out composting in your area. Um, maybe at your next science fair. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, to get, to get the information out there. So one more time, tell the listeners how they can find you or compost now. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you can find Compost Now on our website, www.compostnow.org. Um, we're also on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, at Compost Now. So you can kind of see what, what's going on in the, in the background of what we're doing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like I said, Kat, you were awesome. Today I learned so much. I know the listeners um, are going to learn loads from this. <laughs> and like I said, help our environment one yeah. person at a time. And it's yeah. so important. So I really appreciate you taking your time to talk with us here at Biteable Foods and Aww. No Better Live Best. And just, you know, like I said, help us live better. Absolutely. Carrie, so I had a great time. Thank you so much. It's been a great afternoon talking with you about this. Absolutely. Thanks, Kat. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>